The Red Room Theater, episode 34, Inner Space. Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me, for me. Cupid, please hear my cry and let your arrow fly. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater. Where we Dang, dude! <laughs> <laughs> you turned on your, you turned on your very way, dude. <laughs> You're all like, welcome to the red room theater. I push record. I got to go in. I got to, I got to put on my ladies' man voice. Dang, dude! So welcome to the red room theater where we watch movies. Metal more shorts tonight, bullshit, dude. We love movies. We were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanese. And I'm Antonio Marino. <laughs> Every week. Look at one of the foods that helped raise us up. Dude, you're, too, you're Harvey Dent over here, dude. I didn't even recognize you, dude. We talk about that movie, Raise Us Right and Raise Us Wrong. Today we talk about the movie Inner Space, how it taught us to slap ourselves in the face and not to chase our girls away. All right. Not to chase the good ones away. <laughs> oh my! Oh jeez, dude! Oh, oh man! Oh, so it's 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 a it's a Friday night here in Flint, Michigan. So uh, it raises right and uh, raise our hands to the bad ones. Does play it? Don't chase them away unless they're sneaking your your uh, money out your underwear drawer when you're sleeping, dude. <laughs> So it's a Friday night in Flint Town. This is what happens when you do a comedy for a change. Dude, we just watched a guy. We, we, so we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to park in the city of Flint. It's kind Flint. of my fault, but I don't so care. We, so we're parking in Flint. Flint is a city, so it's all parallel parking stuff. You got to find a spot on the street. You got to know how to drive. So we, we're driving. We see this Escalade trying to reverse into this spot. First of all, he was like two spots away he, he, he from. Passed, he passed the spot. Two spots away from where we were going to pull in. And I'm not going to sit and wait and watch. So I said, screw and, this. I so just pulled just, right in. It was awesome. It was two car linked spot. We pulled Which right in. Which one he was looking at. This guy's in a big old Escalade. So he's got a parallel park. I'm in a little cruise. He's, he's in a stinking Escalade. He's got a parallel park up like three spots up. And he's not. You tell even how he's reversing. He's not a good driver. Dude, he's pulling the Austin Powers. Dude. He's like, eat, 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 So I'm like, dang. We got out of the car. We, we have our, our second Tim, Timmy Hortons. We're walking into Timmy the. Timmy Hose. We're walking out. And we're just talking all of a sudden. Splitoosh. We turn around. Not, well, uh, there's, there's a bar, like a little like. What kind, what kind the of cork. Bar? Yeah, a little little champagne like little, yeah. like high class bar. Go, go. All these sticking uh, yuppies. Yuppies are out there drinking, and all of us just snap our heads around like, "What the crap?" This guy's pillow parking hit the gas instead of the brake. Smashed into a Prius. He accelerated so hard into the back of it a was Prius. Insane. And um, that and so we're just like, wow. Funny. And <laughs> this guy hit it so hard, trying to back off, he couldn't get off the car. He had to pop the car out of the. You, other you heard the metal like. Creaking, they try to disengage from the trunk of the other vehicle. So we're watching this guy try to back off, and this guy comes out of Flint City T-shirts um, and represent Flint City T-shirts. Best in, in, in the They city. made our T-shirts for us. They're awesome. They're amazing. This guy comes out of that. Hey, and he needs your business now. You got to fix that damn car. <laughs> <laughs> this, the owner comes out, dude, and he goes, it's, 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 he goes. Somebody hit a gray car. 
like he's closing the shop. I'm getting ready to go home. Wait, so he so tells him, yeah, man, he hit, hit the great Prius. The guy looks around and walks back in. He didn't want to deal with it, dude. It was... Man, that silence spoke a lot of words, dude. dude. The guy had a bet. He probably just added on to his night, man. He's there at night, oh, 10 man. o'clock at night making t-shirts. Probably finishing the Red Rum order. <laughs> the second order. So, oh, that's a good start to the day, man. He's, he's like that... Um, like the tailor on Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, he's a good man. I'll put the extra stitch in. <laughs> Working long hours. Oh, man. <laughs> that was an interesting start to our night. It dude. was. We're uh, doing a, a, a deep cut. Yeah, all of that. We're going to tell you what movie we're doing. <laughs> it's a deep cut today. It's called Inner Space. A movie a lot of people have not seen. But it did well when it's upon first release. Yeah, but it it did well 25 years ago or whatever, dude. 1987. 30, almost 30 years. 30 years old. I thought it was 88. It's 87. It won the award in 88, but it came out in 87. 30 stinking 30. years old. We are old as Sack Jones. <laughs> so, holy Inner crap. Space has an 81% Rotten Tomatoes. 81%. That's a darn good score, dude. Heck yeah, it is. Ebert. What did Baywatch get? <laughs> 13. Um, Ebert gave it good reviews back in the day. Ebert was the man. Uh, this is directed by a guy named Joe Dante, a guy we, we like. He did um, The Howling, an early uh, werewolf oh, movie. werewolf movie? Yeah, it's a good one. Really? Yeah. It, it, I remember the VHS front very yes. well, dude. We used to always see that mug. He did Gremlins. What? He did The Burbs. The Burbs is a classic. Did Small Soldiers, which is, I didn't love as much because I was a little older. Small it was, Soldiers. It's like these that? toy soldiers. Like they're, like, like they're toys, but they have like real guns. It's weird. It's a weird little action movie. It was for kids, but it had a little bit of like darkness to it. It's pretty fun. Dang, but, uh So this guy, this is by far his best um, received movie he's ever done. Like, Burbs wasn't received? No, yeah, that's a dark no comedy. Awards. That, yeah, that, yeah, a lot of his movies get no awards, reviewed badly. This movie got good reviews. This movie won an Academy Award. It won for Best Effects, Best Visual Effects. And it stinking beat Predator. Like this is Van Damme didn't get the role, dude. <laughs> this movie's good, but Predator has some great effects. Predator's amazing, dude. I mean, this has great effects, too, because it's inside the human body. They did some really smart... And this is back in the, the yeah, 80s. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things that happened. I don't know how they did a lot of these effects, actually. I don't know how they did this. I don't know how they made it look so awesome. That Climation little ship pool. flying around... It's dope. You think it's clean? That's not clean. No, no, no. When he, when he does his face change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was crazy, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. He goes, I was just kidding, cowboy. <laughs> He's like, stop it. <laughs> so the plot is very, it's, it's basically the movie The Fantastic Void, which you've never seen it. It's, it's, it's in every cartoon has done this plot. The plot where you shrink down and go inside a human body to find something. What was the point of him going into a rabbit? Well, they were going to do with this guy. Dennis Quaid plays a, a pilot, and the pilot... Um, Great pilot threw his life away. Wrecked his own life. And the only reason he gets this gig is because he, he's the only dumbass that'll do it. Because he's like, I ain't got nothing else going on. <laughs> so, basically, they're testing on a rabbit, because if he can go into the rabbit and do... Uh, basically, the goal is to... Perfect- rabbit in a hat with a bat with a 6'4 Impala... The point is, if this, this works, they can miniaturize people to do surgery on organs inside people's bodies to save them. Dang! Um, I didn't catch all that shit. So, basically the plot is, guy gets shrunk, put into a human body, he's got to get out. And there's a lot of layers on top of that. Um, basically, there's, uh, there's, the, there's uh, what do you call it, silicone warfare, like the, 
tech company wants to steal from the company, steal technology so he can't get enlarged, so he's stuck in the run out of air. So it keeps on just building a, and yeah, building. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. And it, it, the movie, there's only There one, is a ton of layers. There's only one part I thought the movie slowed down. There's a, they attack the cowboy to that club. That's the only part I'm like, I don't care about this. But besides that one scene? Yeah, but they kind of, I don't know, that, that's kind of important. I don't, I'm saying, but besides that one scene. The cowboy scene, is, the, like, the, the whole point of the cowboy was, like, he's in town, so they know something's happening. Because right. he's, he's a, a super, like, popular fence. Right. Um, but it's the one scene I thought this was, like, a, don't need it. The rest of the scenes are progressing I don't know, the story forward. I think, I think it was important because... He went, and he's, like, got all this confidence now because he's been, you know, um, communicating with Dennis Quaid, and he sees that girl there, and she sees him in a new light, so it's almost kind of like a rebirthing for him, where she's like, oh, man, he's got this second life, like, oh, crap, he's actually really cool. So then this Hoochie McGee, she becomes attracted to him. Now, what's crazy about this movie is you have a guy, he is miniaturized and put in a syringe, supposed to go in a rabbit. But these guys break into the place up to steal everything, and so Ozzy, they tr- they're trying to steal the chips, right? They, they don't care. They want the chips. They okay. want to be able to take the technology. So Ozzy runs out with a syringe and ends up putting Poor a syringe Ozzie, cool. in Martin Shoots Short's butt. So Quaid thinks he's in a rabbit. He's not even realizing a human. And so there's a lot of comedy as he figures out where he is and trying to communicate with Short and Martin Short. Martin Short is a, such a great physical actor. Did you say what you said earlier? It's true. He is like the the he was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey came out. He is. He there's a scene in the doctor where he like knocks things down. It's it's he great. falls off the table. It's great comic timing. It's yeah, really he's funny. Awesome. I'm like, and, and, and he's like super uncomfortable with himself. Yes. So he's like really shaky. He and has jumpy. what's it called? Munchausen syndrome. Thinks he's sick all the time. Oh yeah, but he's yeah. Not. Yeah. He it, they they said that his uh, his like weekly visits are the cornerstone of that practice because he keeps <laughs> them running. Oh, he's coming in. He's like, do I have this? Do I have this? Well, you know what? It it, it shows you how different the time is. Like the, like the times because back then. It was completely normal for a guy, a single guy, to work full-time at a grocery store and be able to survive on his own. They got a little place. Nowadays, you work at a grocery store, you better have two other jobs, dude. No joke, dude. It's, it's ins- like the differences are insane. That's why I love 80s movies. Back so, when we had no responsibilities. Um, Short and Quaid become partners in crime because Short has to save Quaid because his air's going to run out. One thing that's really sweet, though, is he's got those contraptions where he can hook to his ear, hook to his eye, he can see, he can hear, he can talk and communicate with them. Some of the scenes so he in thinks the he's human possessed. body... it's hilarious. It's, I mean, if you hear a voice, what'd you think? What would you think, dude? I'd be like, man, Jesus was right. But, <laughs> 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 uh, um, the, the scenes in the human body look real good. Now, I'm watching... And I'm like, I should have paid more attention to biology class. I don't know where things are. I don't know how, like, the bloodstream works, dude. But, uh, like, when he cuts open, like, walls of veins to move. And it's, that was it, crazy. It looks, it looks gross. When he, when he uh, does the slice, you can see the fat cells. Oh, like, dude. He, he's the human butt, so it's all fat, dude. Crazy, like, dude. What is this? Yeah, he enters the booty. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, uh. It's, dude, it's, when he trips out of the grocery store, it's so funny. He's like, "You're coming apart on me." <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it's it's a great little adventure movie. It's action adventure, and there's adventure in the human body, but there's also short trying to f- to. He's got to find out who stole the, the, the chips, get the chip back to save Quaid. That scene in the semi is a great scene, dude. 
hanging out that semi. He ends up standing on that convertible. Um, that ain't no semi full. That's a box truck, dog. Uh, I'm, oh, 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 no tractor trailer, I'm, so, I'm dude. sorry, dude. Shoot. He's in a box. You can drive that truck. <laughs> Don't let me and Brett and Zeke hear you say that. I'm sorry, dude. So, but that box truck scene is pretty awesome. Short on the side. It's awesome, dude. McGrine trying to save him. When he's standing straight up on the windshield, that's insane, dude. How they do these stunts? Because he's on the highway, they are moving, and he's trying to get in that car, and it looks like. That was crazy. He's probably got a stunt harness, but still, I think it's short on there doing those stunts. That's that's nuts, man. It was awesome. But great adventure movie, and it's not as adventure, but it's more, it's comedy. It's a comedy film. It's almost, it, it sounds cliche to say, but it's almost everything. There's a couple depressing parts, sad parts. Like uh, it starts out with Dennis Quaid; he's a bad alcoholic. Man, that opening Throw, scene. You could just see him throwing his life away. Even his homeboys, like he could have been one of the best, but he's just a drunk. He comes out of the the, the kitchen dressed in full blues, dressed and blues. it's it's like a uh, celebratory like of these new pilots, yeah. pilots, yeah, yeah. And he literally just starts talking loud. He, he, he becomes a spectacle. Everyone stops and stares at him, and he's just a All fool. his higher-ups are looking at him, dude. And there's just disdain for yeah. him. Um, and he's got this beautiful woman with him that's just, you could tell the poor girl's used to it. Just wants to try to get out of the night without any too much trouble. It just, it's just, it's depressing, it's man. It's a bad opening. You're like, oh, man, dude. Um, and then it's when they go back to his apartment, he knows exactly what to do. Like he plays the song. She's like, "That's not fair." It's like, man, this dude's got a whole stinking spiel, man. You feel so bad for her, dude. And then you're like, man, I feel bad for her now, uh, watching this movie. But then I look at what she looks like now after all the plastic surgery, and I feel worse. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she come a long way since you got mail, bro. Ooh. The cast of this film: you have Dennis Quaid. You get the names right this week. Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton. Okay. Now Quaid's been in a lot of movies. Now he has he started off with a lot of uh, what do you call What's it? What's your favorite Quaid movie? You know it, dude. By far. And it's a movie that under the radar. No one watched this movie. Better not be what I think it is. Undercover Blues, dude. Oh god, I thought you were gonna say enemy mine. I'm like, you mean when Lewis Geiser Jr. was asexual or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Undercover Blues. It's amazing, Who dude. Who plays his wife in that? Kathleen Turner. Dude, that movie is a straight comedy spy film. Even Tom Arnold is in it, dude. He's the friend. He's the t- tourist. Yeah, he's the, the he's buddy he meets. Hilarious, so dude. Funny. But um, because remember him and his wife, they watched the kid for him. That's when I first met Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a chameleon. He's Mexican in that he's movie. So funny in that movie. We quote that film all the Nobody time. Nobody ever knows what we're talking about. <laughs> we had it on VHS. We used to watch it all the time, dude. dude Undercover Blues is a is a is a I forgot about that movie. It's a gem of a film. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> Man. Dude, just thinking about that movie. Uh Tony Pucci plays uh Muerte. This he's this a, a, a thief. Dave Chappelle is in it. It's he's Tucci's partner when they try to rob Dennis Quaid. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, um, 10 guys with chains and dogs. <laughs> I heard it was one guy with a cute little tiny baby. Which one of them did that to you, Marty? With the 10 guys? Or the cute little tiny baby? <laughs> then he smashes he his face into a guys. shot glass. 
That was nasty. That was crazy. So he's bad at the ball. He's bad, but, but Dennis Quaid, Quaid is, a is spy. like a, a secret agent, dude. Dude, you feel bad, dude. You, it's Mort, crazy. Morty, the whole Remember movie. when they leave him naked at the zoo and he tells the nun, oh, you should go check out the alligator exhibit? <laughs> it's like, dang, dude. It, so that's my favorite Quaid film by far. But Quaid, uh, he, okay, so first of Even all, the baseball one, he's in sweet, though. The recruit or the, the rookie? The rookie, yep. Yep. Um, Stinking Quaid, um, I forgot. He was a good-looking man. He's a stud, dude. He, and, and he just, I mean, charisma. You know what's crazy? I just realized him and, um, what, is it Meg Ryan in this one? Yeah. Him and Meg Ryan had another movie. They did three films together. What, something Bone? Something. Flesh and Bone. I hated that movie. Drama it's just, sad. It's, it's slow. Is James Caan in that? I think he is. Some One of the old OGs. And also DOA. Is them together like a thriller movie? It's the only but, thing, the only thing good that's DOA is the Foo Fighters song, dude. Eight. DOA. But those who are gonna get married, Quaid and Meg have one child. They get divorced like after thirteen years of marriage. They were married thirteen years. Long time. Dang, that's, Gina. That's a long Hollywood marriage, dude. That's like <clears throat> forever. Yeah, it's a century, dude. But uh, Quaid, he's great in this. You have Martin Short, who is he's Jack Putter. Martin his, Short is stinking awesome, dude. He's got some little great gems in his career. First of all, you know what? Three Amigos? They got, like, Ebert? Burn that movie down. You know, people hated it. I don't think he was supposed to be the one in Three Amigos. Short wasn't? He was on Stern, and he was talking about it. Was that his first movie? It's one of his first, yeah, after SNL, it's one of his first movies. Well, I I know he was saying, I don't know if he wasn't supposed to get it or not, but he was saying that he was, like, couldn't believe he was with Chevy Chase and Steve Martin in a movie. Dude, Ned Niederlander is a great role Genius, for Martin dude. Short. But uh, Short, I was watching, like, so Three Amigos, Pure Luck, Captain Ron. Um, your father Captain of Captain Ron was awesome. <laughs> it's so, it's Kurt Russell, right? Kurt Russell's so awesome, dude. Um, yeah, you're right, Jack Butter. I'm looking at the names that make so, you right. So, um, Steakin, Martin Short, um, in Father of the Bride, he plays the wedding planner. And he's so good in that little small role. He is stinking hilarious. I love when those little little parts just become. His real- assistant is hilarious. <laughs> what is what is that movie? The, okay, you, do you, can you picture the assistant's face? Yes. What's the movie called that he's a bad guy, and Ethan Hawke tries to take that fine blonde out on a date? Holy cow! I can't find it, dude. <sighs> He's the bad guy. He's been in a lot of that. that, that this has been in a lot of movies, like a, or an Asian guy. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know, but short. He brings a comedic, like a, a, a comedy element to this movie because he has to be His the name guy. Is Franz. Franz. In that movie, dude, he's so funny. Um, he um, so Martin Short. There's scenes he has to be alone talking to himself and carry the scenes. There's a scene where, like, they're listening to music, he's just dancing around the apartment, and it's really funny. It's fun. my favorite scene (laughs) is when he's, like, he's telling him to look for bottles. They're they're all empty. empty. (laughs) And then finally he goes, okay, there should be a bottle of Southern Comfort, and he picks up this big stink. It's probably a liter. Is that really strong, Southern Comfort? What? I don't don't know. Watching that scene, I got stinking acid reflux. (laughs) Thinking about the Southern Comfort days. Is it a bro. whiskey? It's like a. Um, it's not a whiskey. It's. I think it's a. It's not, uh, it's not a. It might be a. I don't know. 
It's nasty. It's a dark liquor, though, dude. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. So Jack Putter is not a drinker. No, he's he not. Him, I'm not. And he a weighs probably 100 pounds. Buck 20, dude. He's so dude, thin. And so Dennis Quaid has his flask. And he says, in, in order for me to drink, you're going to have to drink. Well, the best part is one shot for Martin Short is going to be a whole flat, like <laughs> 10 flasks for him. So he's – which – Obviously, there's way too many fluids for this really to work, but it was just awesome how the flask goes out. He takes a stinking swig, fills that flask up, dude, and they get drunk together. And they're talking to each other all buzzed up. It's so funny, dude. Made me wish I was drinking watching that scene, dude. <laughs> that's, what, that's when he originally made him slap himself in the face right. just to sober up. Yep. But then that, that's like his getting Go-to jones move. up. Yep. Yeah. Um, then you have Meg Ryan. Their, their chemistry together is it was awesome, really good. Dude. It was really good. Then you have Meg Ryan. And Meg Ryan. She's the fine girlfriend, dude. Dude, I kind of feel bad for Meg Ryan because she, you tell in her career she wanted to break out of the rom-com, the romantic comedy. But it's what she's. she's you got to go with what works, man. She's great at romantic comedies. Yeah. Like, I mean, when Harry met Sally, a great romantic comedy. You have Steakin' um, You've Seattle. got mail. You've got mail. She's at Joe vs. Volcano. She's in these great romantic comedies. I love Joe vs. Volcano. It's so fun. Everybody hated that. Didn't uh, that get horrible reviews? People didn't like it, but it's really great. It's so good. She was in that drama drama film, When a Man Loves a Woman. You ever see it with Andy Garcia? No, but... She plays a drunk and always messing his life up, fooling around him, and he stays in it. Because he it for the kids and for her. And it's, first of all, it's like... He's a good man. You don't see that in film. Like a guy that's like, I'm going to fight for our marriage. And he fights, dude. And she's a train wreck of a human being. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. It's a brutal film, dude. Uh, I've, great. Done that. I've done that to plenty of women, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Meg Ryan tried to like do like other movies, like war films or like thrillers. Courage Under Fire. Get out of here, dude. Uh, the best part of that movie was Lou Diamond, bro. He was a son of a gun. He but he was himself, awesome. himself, remember? Yeah. The train. Yeah. That's so sad, dude. That's, and, dude, that, he makes Denzel get out of the car. That's messed up, dude. That was the first Gulf War film with Courage Under Fire. Was it really? Yeah, I was like, was Denzel in that? Yeah. That's right. He's the main investigator. That's right. Look what happened out there in the Gulf. Yep. I forgot what happened. But um, Meg Ryan tried so hard. She was in that boxing movie. In Which that- one? Um, she was like a trainer. It was like a real life story. She was a trainer of a boxer, and it just—I don't believe that for one second. No man. one watched it. <laughs> she was an in the cut. This erotic thriller. Dang, Gina, you she, told me about that earlier, dude. She uh, was it. She was the internet. She uh, she's in the Doors, but Never the Doors. It. Oliver Stone is not a director's actor or actor's director. He doesn't pull out good performances of people. He just kind of makes these weird super jump cut you know cycle films. Might, it might sound weird, but. Uh, after Jamie Foxx's interview on Stern, he said Quentin is one of those guys pull, that pulls your performance of a lifetime well, out, dude. He's an actor's director. Yes. Tarantino will... Think about your how many dude, actors... he's thinking he had to pull Jamie Foxx aside and, like, scream at him. He pulls gems mm-hmm. out of people. So does Scorsese. Same, mm-hmm. same thing. Some actors don't, or some directors kind of just let you do what you want to do. He... Like, how many actors do we know their, their best movie is a Tarantino film? Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. John Travolta, Brad Pitt. Their best roles are Tarantino films. Gary Oldman. Oh, dude. Samuel L. Dude. dude He's dude. amazing. Dude. Um, Say what you will, but he can act. Heck yes, he Jeez. can, dude. 
So Meg Ryan. And then just, just a shout out to Vernon Wells as Mr. Igo, our friend from Commando. And this movie looks better than in Commando. He's he like is thinner. A, yeah, but he's snap-on, dude. There's some scenes in this movie, boy, <laughs> that scene. I didn't catch when I was young, no, dude. Oh. Scene, like, it's a quick flash. You're like, well, hello. <laughs> like, you better have a cigar in that thing, dude. <laughs> he's also, Mr. Igo, the guy from Commando, the bad guy Commando, Bennett. Enough some steam, Bennett. He's also the bad guy from Mad Max 2. He way better in inner space. Remember Mad Max 2? He's the main it's been bad so guy. so long, bro. He's also one of those crazy chainmail vest wearing guys of weird science. Big, yep, he is. He is. With the crazy hair. Yep, he had the, nah. yeah. And then he's like, he's got to leave. Like, and, the, and the one crazy bald down. guy is like, hey, we're sorry. We didn't want you. Yeah, he's like, uh, what do you say? Uh, I hope this doesn't get out. I'm a te- he says, like, I'm a teacher or something. I don't want to affect my job or something. <laughs> it's so funny. This guy's like... I forgot he's the guy of weird science. And this, like, I go, this guy, you could just, like... Take I'm a genius. shower with a girl <laughs> with your gym shorts on. <laughs> Probably the most lights I've ever had in movies, that stinky movie. I know, dude. Um... But this guy, Mr. I. Yo, check us out! <laughs> I can't handle that movie, dude. 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 <laughs> Downey Jr. being a jerk. Such a jerk, dude. But uh, Vernon Wells, look at his like uh, IMDb page. He's been in so many TV shows. This is a working actor. He just does it work, makes the money for his family. You know what? He does what it takes. He yeah. the roles. He owns the roles. So, so yeah. So that's that's a great cast for this movie. Now we're gonna do a. We've been Godfather for a long time, so we're gonna do a one of our bits that we we love to do. It's the greatness test. It's a question we ask. Is I this. love that bit. Good <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dude, that movie's <laughs> That was a great joke. It's <laughs> so funny, dude. dude. Back to the Scrooge days, dude. Dude, um, <laughs> but uh, speaking um, so so greatness test is a simple question. It asking is, is it, has an actor in his career been in three movies that will stand the test of time? Three films that will watch by our children's children's children. And it's a it's a it's a it's a very arbitrary criteria, but it's our show. You can do what we want. Say that again, dude. What? What did you say? Oh, did I stutter, dude? Arbitrary. Arbitrary. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Well, <laughs> so has Dennis Quaid been in three great timeless? Films. Now, this is a tough one, bro. Now, I don't Quaid, think he has. I don't think, he, like, Enemy Mine has been lost in time. No I one knows did not it. Like that movie. No one really knows it. it. It's it's too sci-fi. It's just and some sci-fi has made it, but like Alien made it. Two thousand one Space Odyssey is still being talked about. Enemy Mine have is you lost. Watched that movie again since you've been. I an don't adult? like it. I'm saying film schools watch it every year, dude, across the country. Um. Let's he tried here. hard with Wyatt Earp, but it didn't Wyatt make it. Wyatt Earp, Tombstone ate it alive. Ate that movie alive, dude. Who was he? Uh, he was Doc Holliday, right? Right. Who was Wyatt Earp? Kevin Costner? Costner. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make it, dude. You can't make Tombstone when Tombstone's still relative. And I think Wyatt Earp was like three hours. Costner loves those three-hour epics. Too bad the Postman is the worst three hours of my life. <laughs> the only good part about the Postman is Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Yeah! He's so funny in that movie. <laughs> um, But, uh... Okay, so we're going to give him Undercover Blues, even though no one knows, but in our, I'll, my kids will watch it, because I, I find it so funny and so hilarious, I'm going to watch it for the rest of my life. But I'm being generous, because it's not a, America doesn't know him because of that movie. 
I totally forgot he was in Any Given Sunday, but that's not a great movie. He doesn't have great movies. Um, Frequency. It, it, it's a movie. Didn't bust through the whole... You now, what's the big easy? That, that movie is in the cultural zeitgeist. That's like Friends coming... Uh, Indian Summer. It's like Indian Summer kind of movie. Friends come back together after years apart, hanging out. It's the big easy. I can't find three, dude. So we got one. Now, Dra- I mean, I love Dragonheart, but that's not a great movie. It's not. Bale was awesome. Or no. Sean Connery. Who, which movie am I thinking of? A Reign of Fire. Yes. Okay, that's McConaughey <laughs> and Bale. McConaughey's awesome. Awesome. Dude, he's, he's psycho. He's ripped, dude. dude he's bad. He dies that like the most G-death ever. Too bad that one is way better than Dragon. Dude, Dragon. it's so crazy. <laughs> Opening scene is crazy. Remember? Um, they're digging it down. Oh, yeah, man. That's brutal, man. Ooh. Um, Yours, mine, and ours? No. Dog's purpose. I won't do that to myself. <laughs> um, he's in, like he's in these dumb comedies, but I don't think I think Come Quaid, on, man, Parent Trap, dude. Oh. I don't think Quaid has had a role that was a <coughs> must-see for America. He doesn't have that movie. I I, th- I mean, that movie that the whole world says, okay, this is a guy. Of all our podcasts, he's gonna stink and reply to this one and be like, you Holes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, F how many mama. movies you got, fool? <laughs> I'm like, Pacheco Reunion 93 was better than half your movies, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Um, so, he doesn't the, have the artillery, man. Flight of the Phoenix. I don't think it's there. Like, all the, um, Switchback was sweet, but. No, he's not great in it. No one's watched these movies. Um, there's that one where he's the fight, the pyromaniac. Um, what? He can make fire. He can make fire out of his hands. I know what a pyromaniac is, fool. No, it's a, it's a pyrotechnic. Sorry, pyrotechnic. Um, forgot what that was called. But um, he's in the. I'm like, what else is he in? He's in the one day after tomorrow, end of the world. Oh, you talking about Wilder Napalm? Wilder Napalm. Like these movies, all are not huge. Caveman, 1981. I don't know none of these movies. I don't think he's got it, Tone. He doesn't. Sorry, DQ. I want a blizzard. It's not one of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. So, Quaid, I've enjoyed his career, but not really. <laughs> I like I, I like Dragonheart. I like Undercover Blues. I like Inner Space. But this guy... You ever want to get to sleep, watch Flesh and Bone, dude. Jeez. I don't think Quaid had the movie. He doesn't have a Forrest Gump. He doesn't have a movie that broke through and everyone saw I'll tell you what, and I don't everyone care. I don't bought care. it. You want to talk about Forrest Gump? I don't care what anybody says. Ben Stiller in stinking, uh, what's that movie called? Secret Life of Walter Mitty, bro. That movie is unbelievable. Fantastic. If we ever get to Stiller, he probably doesn't have three, but that's one, <laughs> that's one of them, bro. <laughs> Shoot, dude. So Quaid does not I pass. forgot about Wilder Napalm, man. The movie's terrible. So dude. dumb, it's dude. Stupid. The, 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 the movie's boring. And there's, and there's a cool fight, and that's all you got. Quaid's also in that movie where it's like the f- different points of views for all the different. Like it's a, it's one crime. It's a shooting, assassination of a political figure, and you see it from everyone's perspective in the crowd. It's like six different. You see the same movie like five times. What is it called? And uh, there's the guy from Lost in it. Um, Jack is in it. Oh, he's a, um, what is it, Quaid? Like a, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is, is Jack the bad guy? 
I don't know if he's the. I don't think he's the bad guy. I remember the preview. I never watched it. Right. It's it's. Yeah, yeah it's not worth it. Man, forget. I'd, I'd rather watch Start Lost over again than watch that. I would watch Nick of Time. Too bad Nick of Time was sweet because it's real time. It's it's. It's oh, Depp and Walking. Walk oh, Walking and Depp. Dude, yeah, that's a, good a that's movie, a dope dude. movie. That is a dope movie. This is the only give him. He gives him like an hour and a half or something. And so that movie's hour and a half long. It's, it's awesome, so man. good, dude. It's a, it's a watch. Oh, it's okay. Anyways, anyways. Suspense is a mug. Straight up, dude. Movies from from the go. It's start movie yeah, starts. Yeah, dude. So how can you support this podcast, the Red Rum Theater? Those of you who enjoy this podcast. Did we get into the movie enough? Yeah, we'll get we'll get more of it. Okay, okay. In the Raise the Strong, Raise the oh, Right. Okay, you're right, you're right. So, you guys just support your favorite movie podcast. Well, first, well, we ask you to leave five stars on the iTunes Podcast Store. There's a huge update coming to the iTunes Podcast Store, and they're doing a big push for it the next month. We ask you for some reviews. Give us some five star reviews on there. Let the world know why you dig the show. And help it get in front of more people. You dig it the most. The sh- it shows doing really well. You spread the word, tell your peoples, and leave some kind words on the iTunes podcast store. If we read your review, we'll send you free swag. And you know what? For the month, starting next month, starting in two, we'll talk about that in the, the show. Got a special little, little prize coming out. But leave a five star review. Let us know what's going on. Let the world know this show's awesome so we can share the love. So, how's this movie raised us wrong and raised us right? So, first, raised us right. Um, I love this. I love it. Like, it's so true. I remember I, I watched this just the other. I watched it this week after th- twenty years, and this scene I remembered it vividly. Is him coming off a bender, <laughs> standing in the mirror, and giving himself a real slap yeah. to the face. Yep. Just pumping himself up. And what does he say? The Tuck Pendleton machine, zero defects. And my whole life, and this is, okay, first of all, this is a dramatic, stupid thing to do. I do it. It's borderline sad, dude. I do it all the time. So do I. I, I just, if something going on, and I look in the mirror, get my head right, and go face, and I will give myself a good slap. Well, dude, me and, um, me and our cousin Eric Pacheco, we made the trek driving from Michigan to Texas. And we were taking turns. We, we did not want to stop for a hotel. We wanted to come all the way through. Was it like a 20-hour drive? Uh, 24, 28. Holy something crazy. cow, dude. But um, I remember waking up because he was giving himself hell. I'm, I wake up, and what is going on? He's like slapping himself in the face so hard. Windows rolled down, dude. Like I'm like, what the crap? And like he's just like, oh, we got to push through, man. Gotta put. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, like leaving marks hard, dude. I'm like, gee, it's a real thing that guys do in college. Not all guys, well, certain kind of guys. Yeah. In college, we had this old practice, and this is nowadays it's illegal. But back then, we were crazy. I was in college, and you we had this sl- thing. You didn't spank none of your buddies with a paddle, did you? We had a thing called birthday cards, and on your birthday, the floor would come get you. They'd strip you down to your chonies. Tape you to a chair. That's borderline, bro. <laughs> and they would write markers all over you. They would put sh- like shaving cream, or they might make you into a Sunday one year. What is wrong with you? It just guys with no parents being crazy, Jeez. dude. But <laughs> on my birthday, here's the rule: if you don't get no one, you don't get got. You know what I'm saying? They won't go get a kid that doesn't want to play the game. But if you watch and laugh at someone getting hit, you're fair game. 
And I, I'd watch all of them and laugh because it was hilarious. I'd help sometimes. So I knew I was getting it. So it's my birthday. It's like 9. I know around 10 are to come for me. And I go in my room, open my closet door, look in the mirror. And I psych myself out, dude. I'm like, I'm talking to myself like, it's like, you're Nestewalanese. You're a man's man. Just slapping myself in the mirror. You're just crazy. getting myself amped, dude. And when they came for me, I, I fought them like a freaking banshee out of hell, dude. Those guys, I made... How many guys? Probably 15 guys. Dang, with chains and dongs? <laughs> <laughs> with chains and dongs. I heard it was one guy, dude. <laughs> what a sweet little tiny baby. <laughs> but, dude, it was an epic war, dude. And, dude, it's illegal. It's, like, if they did that nowadays, someone's going to jail. Legit. Yeah, you tie someone to a chair, bro. <laughs> Next thing you know, it'll be like church camp all over again. Somebody's take a plunger in someone's butt. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is there was these guys at a camp we were at, and they 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 pull the guys chonies down and put the the rubber. They put the suction on his booty. Yeah, and it was, and it was be, like it like was, it was funny. Well, he went home and said they put a plunger in my butt. So their mom thought the, too bad the mom made them go made him go to a doctor. She thought they put a stick up his booty hole. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I mean, what? I I that was good for the church. I was at that camp. So I'm like, I was. I'm like, someone's going to jail. I didn't. I got in trouble because me and Jake Vaught and Jake Shaw and Tommy let all the kids do towel snap fights. That's and it was broken skin and like just red bruises. Ever dude? We were just like, oh, oh, we're the worst counselors ever, dude. No, but uh. <laughs> this this movie, I mean, just the idea of psyching yourself up, talking, the real thing, man. You talk yourself into things. Like I, I remember as a kid, we do crazy dares. I remember being on the edge of cliffs, like you can do this. You're the man. Go for it. And it's goofy, it's, but it's a thing I learned watching movies like this, and it's been with me for my whole well, sticking life. Man, I used to be a fighter. And I you'd can be, imagine. You'd be behind the curtain, dude, and you'd be gloved up, taped up, ready to go. I'd start punching myself in the face, dude. You gotta get it amped. You like, get you're just like, scoring. I'm going out there, and this dude, man, he ain't battered me, and I'd punch myself. I'm like, he ain't hitting as hard <laughs> as me. Ah. <laughs> then I knocked myself out. I'd be like, oh, no, I got a concussion. Oh, I got to go out there. <laughs> but because uh, It's a real thing, Tuck man. Pendleton is a little on the arrogant side. It's little? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you got to have a little bit of that confidence so you can go do stuff. Because, I mean, it's easy to be a naysayer. It's hard to be a doer. Well, that's the thing. It's armchair quarterbacks, man. Everyone can be an armchair quarterback. Actually get in the – you got in the ring, Tony. You got in the ring to see if you could do it. And get in the ring is no joke. nine times, well, shoot. That's kind of, dude, pound that. That's awesome. Shoot. Skablam. Now, raise this wrong. Now, watch – there's a lot of motion A's that show you this, this rule. You see it in Bruce Willis and Die Hard. You see it all over the place. These guys – have good women. Meg Ryan's a good lady. She loves him. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he is so self-destructive. He chases her. The scene where she leaves him, it's, it's funny because he's out there in a towel, dude. A sheet. He's wrapped in the sheet and she closes the sheet in the door, the taxi door. And dude, she drives away and the sheet pumps out. So you see his, he's out there naked yelling her name, dude. Dude, he's a big old white booty, dude. Shoot. <laughs> big old, a little old booty. A little, it's, it's, it's so white, it's like bright. So funny, it's like dude. glowing. That's like this one. Okay, this is way off topic, but I remember <laughs> my buddy Tom, dude. We were, uh, we'll say I've ran from the police a few times. 
<laughs> so we were we were at we were at this house party, and it was a bunch of underage people in a party, and it was wild. Cops raid this mug, dude. So my buddy How Tom, old are you? Nineteen. Uh, oh shoot! So Tony. My, my buddy Tom, uh, Tom Roland, dude. His dad's a lawyer, and uh, so he was like. Oh man, I'm sticking with Tony, and I'm like, follow me, dude, because like it, it was the house was by the woods. Cops are coming through with mag lights, bro. Oh. So I said, follow me, dude. We climb up this tree, and we're up in there. And I said, um, now th- this is things that I do because I'm a brown man. <laughs> I go, hey, take your shirt off, and you'll blend in better with the tree. So I take my shirt off. He takes his shirt off, bright whitest dude, and I go, put your shirt on, bro. <laughs> like, I'm like, it looks like the moon's up in the tree with me, dude. It was so, he's like, okay, dude. <laughs> it was so funny. He had no idea how to run from the cops. I'm like, <laughs> I'm used to running with fellow colored people. <laughs> he took his shirt I'm like, hey, put it back on, home. You're too white, dude. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. <laughs> it was so funny. But Quaid, I mean... There's a sequence in this movie because he's losing the girl. Like she's she's out skis, bro. And she doesn't want to leave. She still loves him, but she leaves it because he just won't grow up. He won't move forward. And uh, I mean, it's sad. And uh, how many guys do we know that say the line, "I didn't know what I had until it was gone." I said it 15 times, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get on Facebook without being like, damn. (laughs) She's married to a doctor now. (laughs) Or she is a doctor now. (laughs) Nah, I ain't never gone that far, dude. But, uh, Stegen, I remember, as a kid, I remember watching these movies, and and for a while, you see this happen over and over again. The guy just chases a good girl away. And in a lot of movies, the guy always gets the girl back. In the movies... That ain't how it works, bro. It doesn't matter. How many... I mean, I, we see it end. I've been trying for five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, dude. Like, there's a scene in this movie. So she leaves. Sad scene. Funny, but sad. It's brutal, man. I mean, it's opening a movie. See, he's got nothing. The reason he's doing this, this experiment, he doesn't care if he dies. He's got nothing, he's got nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yep. His apartment's gross <coughs> and jacked, full of all, just just by himself, drunken psycho. But he gets asked, uh, Quaid, at some point in the movie, she kisses Martin short, and and uh, Quaid, his ship goes into into her. He's a no, he can't. He's like, Why can't I talk to Martin short? Why can't I communicate with him? And um, sneaking kids that shows how easily STDs are transmitted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I think that is crazy in me, dude. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have touched that dirty girl over the torch. <laughs> I was reading this comic once. Um, it was uh, Fantastic Four, and it was Johnny Storm. He's, he's a player in the comics. And uh, he is pent up by an alien. Dang! And uh, he's, the doctor is like, Johnny, you're pregnant. He, he's like, I knew she was lying to me. <laughs> Because it's it's just a funny way to turn it around. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> funny, dude. Um, but uh, he's in her, and he's flying around. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're so <laughs> um, he's flying around, and he all of a sudden <coughs> there's a baby. That part's amazing. And you see that little baby, and the baby's looking at him. He's flying around in this little thing. It's like really touching. My wife like literally shed a few tears because it was so beautiful. 
Your wife? Too bad. That was a stinking drinking Eagle Rare. I was like, oh, dang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to throw a grenade in the room for a second. Don't do it, man. All right, do it. But okay, man. say this. Listen, I don't know. I mean, there's the whole pro-life, pro-choice abortion conversation. But here's the fact of the matter. A baby is a baby before it comes out of a woman. And I, where? You argue about But you can't just say it's nothing until it comes out. It's got a personality in the womb at some point, man. Like they got fingernails and everything, man. They're I'm just saying. Babies. I'm saying that you talk about the win. The people that are like pro-life always say it's a baby from the moment of conception of the seed and the sperm. Then you have the pro-choice to say it's not a baby till it's all the way out the woman. That ain't true either. No, it's just dumbasses. It's just crazy. It, it, that thing's a promise is a promise and effects effect. I remember talking to my child in, in, in my wife's belly, and the baby would react to my singing and my voice. It knew me Dang. in utero, dude. That's a great record, bro. Hey! <laughs> so that's a, pulling back from that. It was a sweet scene, sequence. He, dude, and to see his face, though, man. And he's crying. Yeah, that's a brutal scene, bro. He realizes this. And when he gets out, he, yeah. when he finally gets out of the ship. Well, the, the best is he starts playing the song for her. She's like, that's our song. Like, holy crap. She realizes he, he's inside of me. Yeah. Um, Again, gets, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets out I of the ship. I saw the baby got in the first place. Uh-huh. <laughs> gets out of the ship. He doesn't die. He grabs her, he tells her he's sorry. He's like, why didn't you tell me? And you can tell because of seeing that baby, he's like, that's what I needed to change my it, it, life. It turned him around. Yeah, it did. And you feel bad for Martin Short. Don't, don't think people at home, youngsters, like the Swanson boys, don't think a baby's going to change anything and turn people around, dude. Um, and the story is what happened. But uh, Steakin, you feel bad for Short. Like... You feel bad because he's obviously like in love with Meg Ryan. He, he's, he's awesome. He's running around. They're like on an adventure together. Dennis Quaid's there, but it's them too. Right. Quaid inside shorts. So you yeah. can't hear him. Yeah. And then Quaid gets the girl back, and they're gonna have a baby together. It's gonna be like great. Even, there's even a part where Martin Short just says she don't. She deserves better. And Dennis Quaid's like better than what? And he's like better than you, fool. Like then they're fighting, dude. It's crazy, it's, uh, dude. Is he speeding. How amazing is that though? That Martin Short can do that by himself. Like he's. It's great. He's a great actor, dude. Um, and the movie would ended there. I think I would have been sad, but the ending is the wonderful. ending is amazing. Okay, did we even talk about the cowboy? Yeah, let's, a little bit. Let's, we can get more into the cowboy if you want. Um, well, no, I'm just saying it ends because Martin Short's like, holy crap, the cowboy was driving the limo. Right. So he knows they're there. The bad guys are there. And Dennis, uh, the, the whole like like we said, like rewind. The whole point of Dennis Quaid getting stuck in Martin Short's booty is because. <laughs> It's because it's a different time. <laughs> no, well, it's the the chips. Yes, there's the little the little things. Microchips, yeah. Yeah, the microchips. Dennis Quaid, when they get married, he's got them on his cufflinks, dude. Just being stupid. It's so funny. But the bad guys come because they're not they're not dead. Yeah, and uh, they're just shrunk short up. Short sees it. Short sees the bad guy. Well, Short doesn't realize till when he's getting in the car, he sees the boots. And then you hear right. the song. He's like, oh, crap. And then when the, the limo's down the road. And dude, Short, because his life before Quaid, before an adventure, is a small, sad life. There's a girl at work that she's Hoochie a floozy. Mama McGee. She's, she's a user. Like, that, like <laughs> drugs are just using people. His boss is like a condescending father figure and this doctor just needs it for the money so they're all at the wedding they're like i got some new treatments for you martin you know mark, mark uh, jack 
And then the um, girl's like, we start dating one another. Not exclusively, of course, but... Well, yeah, and then, like, at the beginning... Um, and then the, the boss is like, you know, since you're not going on this vacation... Well, yeah, well, the whole, the whole point of the beginning of the movie, the reason that he's at the mall is he's at his travel agent getting tickets for a cruise. He's going to go on a cruise. He needs a vacation. And um, by the end of the movie, he gives Dennis Quaid the tickets for the cruise for his honeymoon. To go on his honeymoon. He's so the boss a, is just like, oh, well, since you're not going on vacation, I can really use you at the store Monday. And short sees a couple of turns around and gives a great, he's like, tells the awesome. doctor. He goes, doctor, I'm cured. Tells a girl, you? No. no. Not a chance. Yeah, not, not a, a chance. chance. And she looks like someone slapped her. Yeah, dude. Looks, and, the, and, the, and the boss, he's like, well, he thanks him, says you don't Thank you for all you've done for me. You've been yeah. help, big help. But I quit. And then just starts running down the street. Jumps in the Mustang. And Dennis Quaid's Mustang. It's a great Mustang. jump, too. It's awesome. Just whoosh, right in the seat. And he's like, because he even says before Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan leave, he says, we were a great team, weren't we? And you can tell he misses it already. And he's saying goodbye to the girl. You know, but he's like, he jumps in the car. He's back in action. And now he's like, I'm going to be the hero of my own story. He's like, I'm going to go save them. Yeah, it's and awesome. That's a great ending. because The see best is you see the limo in, in like way in front on the windy roads. And he's, and he's coming down, in, the, dude. in the Mustang. It's awesome, dude. And it ends you like, this is, it, it could have been a sequel done for it. They did it perfect. Don't let, mess with it. Let it chill. But it's a and let, and let Dennis Quaid, unless you listen to this podcast and you know you need a third great movie. Leave that sequel alone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great ending because short at first you think short end of the stick, but they give his character that great standing up end of an arc, and it's, it was sweet. They, yeah, they let him stand up on his own, dude. Yep, to be dude. a man. Because the, all the awesome stuff he does is because he knew Dennis Quaid was inside him, and Quaid's talking him through yeah. it. He's kind of like Dennis Quaid is kind of like Martin Short's Elvis from True Romance. He's a life like he, coach. Yeah, he talks him, talks him up. He even tells him, oh, you know. You messed up punching the cowboy, but what a good punch. Like, he's like, you got him. He pumps him up, dude. Dude, he's, a, he's like a, a, a wingman. He's awesome. Yeah, he's sweet. But uh, great ending to the film. So Awesome comedy, man. It, dude, I laughed a lot. When, there, there's a sequence. I forgot about the dream. And as soon as he said, I have a nightmare, I'm like, oh, the nightmare. Yeah, I, the red I, I remembered her and the purse and the gun. That's a lot of money for shampoo. <laughs> Everything's ringing way too much. I, I, I'm, I'm watch. And then everybody starts getting down on him. Like, you really messed up. Like, And he's just like, having his has an anxiety attack. Right Dang, there. I sound everybody. like you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome, dude. Um, and that's that's when he when uh, Dennis Quaid starts talking to him, and he really loses his mind. And you know, as a kid, probably a favorite scene of kids. The scene we like the most as kids is they put into uh, Martin Short another ship to go get the first pot. Which I always wondered, what happened to that ship? Did it just hit the acid. It falls in the acid, gets digested. That's crazy, dude. But that ship with the, the scene with the ship's fight, as a kid, that was the dream, dude. Too bad. I still was freaking out when he had that drill bit on the glass. Ooh, I'm it's like, nasty. Oh, no. He's gonna get him, dude. But uh, th that sequence is a great like that. It's that, awesome. That two-minute fight scene between the ship and that uh, the flying ship, it's been the whole Transformers franchise, dude. Don't get me started <laughs> on the Transformers franchise. The only time John Turturro's lame. As in sticking Transformers, bro. One and two, man. He's Dude, terrible. Dude, I, I only watched half of one because one of the girls that got away made me watch that. Oh, god awful. Dude. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, baby. I like substance in my movies. <laughs> Jeez. You want to see Shia LaBeouf? Go watch Fury. There or, you or go. Or Constantine. Other than that, Booyah. don't even mess with Booyah. it. Boo-yah. Might as well go see Holes. They're all horrible, dude. <laughs> Jeez. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Rum Theater or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Theater. Of course, spell the European spelling. Betray. You can follow us individually. You can follow me at Ernesto Alanis. Or me at ChicoLove24. Now, what are we watching next week, brother? What is a juggalo? Boop, boop, boop. Um, <laughs> are we going to do it next week for the 4th? It's July 2nd. Let's do it. It's going to be Cheese McGee's, but Let's, it was sweet 20 dude, years ago. And when we watched it, we we ate popcorn and cheered the whole movie. Yeah, we did, because we didn't know what stinking effects were. It's like real good special <laughs> effects yet. And it was our Inner first... Inner special effects are better than this stinking movie. <laughs> they but aged then better. it was amazing. The thing is, digital effects don't age very well. No, they don't. And, okay, well, anyways, um, this film Looked is like the first time we saw Will Smith outside of Fresh Prince. And we loved Fresh Prince. Oh, man. And Will Smith were like, Will Smith, yeah, yeah buddy. Will Smith is my boy, dude. So what are you watching next week, dude? Independence Day. It for, for watching Independence Day for the July 4th weekend. So go watch a great summer blockbuster. Well, not July great. July 4th is two weeks away. It's, it's next week, dude. Next, next Sunday is the 2nd. Yeah, but... Next Sunday is the 2nd. So what, do people celebrate before or after? I think it's going to be that weekend. Next weekend is the 4th weekend. Damn, Everyone's dude. having Monday off. Who's everybody should? Oh, people that get the fourth off. I don't know. Man. We get the fourth off from Who? driving a truck? No, what? Nothing? Frank's got to move on the fourth, fool. <laughs> so, starting Independence Day is our first July film, and the home of the July, we're doing summer movies. We're going to do My Girl? Yeah. Man, that's a brutal one, bro. We're doing the Summer Slam. Where's his glasses? No! Dude, dude, dude. It's going to be cry fest. God, too bad. There's some good scenes, dude. Michael's a good dude, movie. When the boyfriend tries to come back and Dan Aykroyd steps up. Oh, man, my dope, gosh, dude. dude. So what does he say? And then his brother leans into her. Here, my, uh, your dad's a savage. <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> we're watching, this is for July, we're watching Independence Day. One crazy summer. Well, first of all, one Crazy Summer, watch it this week. It's amazing. You will thank us later. Okay. We're doing The Natural. No, we're, we're not. Doing... Yeah, it's a summer. It's a great summer. We're doing The Sandlot, fool. We're doing The Natural as well. No, we're There's not. There's five weeks in July. The Natural? Dude, I got to pick a movie. I thought we were doing comedies, man. No, the Summer Awesomeness. The Natural's Summer Awesomeness? Yes, it is. The, dude, the na- I'm getting ready to take a nap thinking about The Natural, dude. Dude, don't, it you, takes, ta- don't it, you blaspheme The Natural. It takes over an hour to get into the stinking movie, dude. It's a, you, you watch it again, you will blow your mind how good it is. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I watch that movie all the time as dude, a kid. Dude, the best part of that movie was when stinking Michael Madsen dies running through the fence. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be great. So we're doing oh, the, the Natural, The Sandlot, and My Girl. Too bad. The only reason The Natural's cool is because the Simpsons did that thing where Homer tried to be a pro. Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> the stinking bat is, I mean, there, dude, there's so many, I'm telling you, movies With good. the lightning bolt on it? Oh. That's Lanesville, USA, Tony, bro. you shut your mouth. I'm going to watch it again. I'm like, damn, dude. Uh, it's uh, so good, dude. It's so easy to fall in love. But uh, it's summer. It's summer slam. Watching all great summer flicks. And When did you throw The Natural in? First of all, how is that a summer movie? It's all in the summer, dude. It's a great summer one flick. One crazy summer fall. We should do three parts on one crazy summer. So I thought we could come up with something better than that. It's gonna, bro. Dude, I had a whole bunch, but I was talking to you before we did this recording. Actually, You're stupid as a mug, dude. <laughs> well, listen. Tell you what, the natural. We're gonna do a, a poll. Okay, we're gonna put a Facebook poll up next after the episode airs. 
and we'll give you a, like two options between natural melts. We'll do a vote and see if natural stays or if Tony's choice stays. I'd rather do natural born killers for. Oh, that's not a super <laughs> film though. Um, gonna be a great July. We hope you will join us this July at the Rhythm Theater. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater. Let me tell you about a place Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away Here they have a lot of fun Putting trouble on the run Man, you find the old and young Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're twisting the night away